thoughts like is it the way in which we're raising our children where we think that each time that we're told something that's not being approved by a manager or like a authority figure that we're feeling shameful or we're feeling bad or what is like the root of all of that where we feel like we're bad people and if we do something bad at work yeah you know i it could be that for so many of us i, I don't know about the developmental side i don't know yeah. about the child you know what messages we get as children but i do think for a lot of us our identity is wrapped up in our work mm -hmm. um that when i do good work that means I'm contributing, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm worthwhile on the planet, which is unfortunate, right? Yes. You know, we should think of ourselves as human beings, not human doings, as some people like to say. But for so many of us, are, are um, particularly when we're isolated from our family and friends, I wouldn't be surprised if people have even more of their identity tied up in work right now, because um, uh, there's, there's lots of great research showing that people are more resilient and bounce back from hardship when they are when they have lots of roles in their social lives, when they're clearly a good sister and they're a really good neighbor and they, they play an important role at church. Well, so many of these roles have kind of been stripped away right now, right? I mean, you might be a good sister on the other side of the country texting your sister saying, hey, nice job. I, I you know, hey, today's your big day. But you don't feel like you're the kind of sister that you normally are where you get to see one another. You know, you didn't get home for Christmas, right? <laughs> there are all these ways in which you feel like some of your roles have been stripped away socially so I think for more of us right now our our um, our identities are tied up in our work oh wow that's um, a great point mm -hmm. yeah a, a work and then social media like mm -hmm. your social media persona yep. you know like the, yes yeah that's so interesting wow that's, yeah that's powerful yeah yeah thank you and I was on the other side of that like why why would someone dread giving feedback mm-hmm Ah, it's a, I'm, I'm really glad you asked this question because so many of us dread it. Um, there's one survey done by Zenger and Folkman that found that 44% of employees dread giving feedback to, in negative feedback to anyone at work. And you'd think that, okay, well, managers are going to be a lot better, right? Managers have to do this. They're going to, their numbers are going to be better. And data there shows that one in five managers, 21%, will just not have negative feedback conversations. They will just avoid it altogether. I, I was in this situation not too long ago. I had hired a designer to do some work for me. Um, and uh, her initial designs, I wasn't happy with them. And my first thought was like, Oh, I hired the wrong person. <laughs> I better hire I better hire someone else. I'm like, whoa, 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 like, let's, let's give her a chance. Let's, let's, let me give her some, you know, I, I even I who think a lot about feedback was immediately like, oops, she can't do it, pivot to someone else. Um, what we need to do is we need to, instead of assuming that this is the best work they can do to assume instead, okay, this is our starting point. Great. I need to give you some feedback so that it can get better. Um, I, I think for a lot of us are getting back to the issue of identity. Our identities are wrapped up in being a, <clears throat> a nice person, a kind person. I think of myself, right, as a good guy, as, as someone who's really supportive of people. And if I say that bad thing, then I, then I'm a bad guy, right? Or I'm going to feel like a bad guy. Um, and so some of us don't do those things because we are, we're thinking that we're too nice to mm -hmm. say those things. Um, but the way I try to think about it is I'm being the good guy. If I let people know like, Hey, here's how you, here's, here's what you can improve. Right. Um, I, 
especially if you're in an organization where word's going to get around about someone being bad at something, you, you don't want that word to get around, right? And that can even be the way that you can frame it. You can say, hey, look, I want, you know, when people talk about you, Lindsay, I want them to say she's one of the best podcast hosts I've ever seen. Um, but right now I'm concerned that they're saying blank instead. Right. Mm -hmm. And you'd be like, oh, my gosh, wait, they're saying that about me. I know. Trigger, Trace. Come on. (laughs) Turned into a real feedback session. (laughs) I know. I know. I saw Lindsay's eyes. I I feel Lindsay's eyes getting bigger. She's just like, wait, what what have you heard about me? What is it? I don't think public podcast was on the list. You're like, can I be a data analyst for this example? Exactly. Right. Um, and so, so, so framing it that way, because people are always, you know, concerned about how other people are seeing them. So to let them know, I'm concerned that people are going to have this perception of you. I want that perception to go away. I want to make sure that perception isn't even a possibility, right? That that never crosses anyone's mind. And then people will feel that, you know, getting back to your good intentions that you're looking out for them and people really appreciate that. Mm. I love that. I wonder with, um, uh, so just as a first note, it's always really important for sure. us because there's so many women of our community that are, are in corporate jobs that do yeah. work within the corporate yeah. space. And I've always been like a champion of people working in the corporate space because it's a really beautiful experience. Um, yeah. But, you know, for some of the people that maybe are small business owners, they started their own thing, they're working with contractors, or maybe they're working with people that are temp, you know, like your person that's your designer right. that you just sure. hired for right. this one a product project. Right. Is right. the same sort of feedback appropriate or like what do we do in those shorter term relationships like should we be investing that much energy as with someone we're working with long term that's a great question because so many of us are doing side hustles and doing gigs and and you know you're just hiring someone for one a one-off right um i would say do it even in those short-term relationships because you're trying to build your feedback muscle Mm. right if you if if you're one of the people, if you're one of those 20%, especially that tends to avoid feedback conversations, there's some beauty in practicing giving feedback to people that you're just going to have a short-term relationship with, because now you're getting to practice. You're getting to find out like, okay, I'm going to try this strategy. Therese suggested it. I'm going to try it and see what happens. Oh, it wasn't so bad, actually. So, because we need, we, we kind of, we need feedback on our feedback, right? We need Mm -hmm. to see that we can do this. And if you're someone who tends to avoid these conversations, you don't realize that they don't tend to be the end of the world, but if you start practicing them, you'll see that. So I, I would, I would advise it just, just in terms of, you know, as a practice exercise, I, I was working with a CEO and um, she was rel- She was in her early 20s. She just started her company and she wasn't very used to giving feedback. She only had three employees, small, and she had and one, of, one of her key people was underperforming and she needed to let him know this. And she went in, she like had a little script. She had rehearsed it and rehearsed it the night before. And she'd rehearsed it in the shower that morning. And she was so certain this was going to go well. And she said her little script and he got really upset. And she's like, but, but I said all the things (laughs) I'm Mm -hmm. wait, but, but this should have gone well. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and I, we've, we've been there where we practice the scripts, especially if you're a new manager. Um, but, you know, I think what was hard for her is she hadn't had any practice giving feed critical feedback to anyone. The first time that she was doing it was in this relationship that really, really mattered. And so um, she was clinging to 
having the perfect script and the perfect script failed her. But she, she, she couldn't even like pivot and try to listen to him because she was so caught up in like, did I say all my key points, right? Mm-hmm. So it's one of the reasons that I think practicing feedback, I even practice with my husband, right? I practice, I'm like, that. hey, I'm going to try a new technique. <laughs> and what, what do you think of this one, right? And, and then he'll, you know, he'll be like, actually, that did make it easier. Or he'll be like, ouch, mm-hmm. ouch, right? Um, so, so practicing with people, that can, that can be one way to view it. Are there um, ways in which, whether you're in a corporate setting or more of like a startup entrepreneurial setting where you can set up a precedent for feedback and like, what would that oh, look yeah. like? So that, you know, the, the team and anyone coming onto the team who's new kind of knows the mm-hmm. deal when it comes to how, oh, right. I'm trying to think of companies, there's like famous companies that really are like feedback focused companies. I'm trying to think of some examples, but continue. Yeah, no, you're right. So Bridgewater, Mm -hmm. the financial services investment company is really known for this. Um, Right. Yeah. Ray Dalio's company. They have a, they're, you know, to the point, I think there are 21 qualities and you rate every other employee that you interact with on these 21 qualities and your ratings are public. Like I could go and see your ratings on how good are you at giving examples in meetings? Like, wow, you know, like I only got a two out of five on that, right? It's, 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 they're really transparent. He calls it radical transparency. Um, that he's gone really far and, and that's, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not, wow. <laughs> like, exactly. Very black four. mirror. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I'm not I'm not suggesting this. First of all, it's an incredible amount of work. And also he has huge turnover. Bridgewater, they lose 30% of their employees in the first 18 months. So one out of three people are out wow, of there. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm not suggesting this is a model. But but to your point, what would be um, simpler ways to create a feedback culture, right? Because I think that's what you're getting at. How do, how do I create a culture of feedback? Um, a good thing that you can do as a manager is to to tell your team, like, I'm, I'm, I'm always on a quest for improvement or whatever, whatever words feel yummy in your mouth. Like I'm, I'm trying to be, a, you know, I'm trying to make this my best year as a manager. I'd love feedback on what I could do to improve. So making it clear that you're open to feedback and that's huge because employees are often reluctant to give feedback up. Right. So that's one way that you can create a really good culture of feedback is to tell people you want you want to know how things are going, what you can do to improve. You know, what's my main limiter right now? What do you see as my main limiter? And then the other way to create a really good feedback culture is when you're having conversations with your employees, ask them, how do you think that went? Right. Mm -hmm. How, How do you think how do you think last week's show went? You know, what what were you happy with? What did you think was the best moment? What would you do differently if you could have the exact same guest on? What would you do differently? And so what's nice about that is you're creating, you're going to let, you're letting the other person know this is a conversation. We're a team here. We're figuring this out together, right? It's not just me spouting pronouncements on your work. Instead, it's like, uh, you know, what, what did you like? What was your favorite part of that? What would you do? What would you do exactly the same way? What were you like, you know, fist, fist in the air? I did that, right? Um, Because we we want we want feedback to be a conversation if it's a one if it's one way that person's going to tune you out or to get defensive if it's a conversation then we're both engaged thank you so much for tuning in to morning microdose by almost 30. we hope you enjoyed waking up as always we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest if you enjoyed this trip tune into the full episode on the almost 30 podcast 
All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.